being recorded, you all. And I do appreciate each and every one of you that joined this evening. And whenever you make a comment, kind of help me out. Speak as loud as you can. Because with the new computer, I'm seeing that I'm not capturing your voice. So you may have to speak up a little bit louder. And I do appreciate participation. Uh, today, we're still going to be in the book of Nehemiah. And I sent you all that video to kind of pre-watch. And those that didn't get it, I'm going to remember to send it personally to your line. Uh, I do want to thank, again, each and every one of you for joining us this evening. And we're just going to jump right into prayer. We have a few online. And those of online, I do welcome you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to participate and to learn of the Word of God. And uh, I'm just going to start it out with prayer. This Father God, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your peace, your love. We thank you for bringing us together one more time, Father God. We, we thank you for our health and strength. Father God, some people did not rise this morning. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to rise up in our right mind, Father God. Father God, where we're weak, we know you are strong, and we thank you for that, Father God. We thank you for all the healings that you're going to do this day and every day to come, Father God. Thank you for opening our eyes so we can hear and see what you're saying to us this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I started out the week, you all, uh, Actually, a couple of days ago, the Lord was really giving me this. He just, you know how you just hear one thing in your head. I kept hearing him say, don't be left behind. And that's what the word of the Lord is today. Even though we're studying Nehemiah, he is saying to us, to for me to say to you all, don't be left behind. Now, um, Way back in 20, 2020, God said he was doing a new thing. And in 2020, we saw the new thing that was happening. We, we were all in shutdown mode, remember? We were all in shutdown mode because of the COVID. Some of us went through illnesses. And like me, I went through a major illness, but I'm coming out of it daily. Uh, this March here, next week will be two years that I, I, I've actually had the... Uh, the strokes, I had the three strokes in one day, but God is faithful to his word. As long as I would, I will not allow anyone to speak pity to me because I don't speak pity. When we speak pity, that means we don't understand the spirit of God. So what he is saying to us, don't get left behind. Those of you all that's joining this prayer group, we're moving forward. God, we're moving forward. He said already this year, at the beginning of the year, he said he was going to give, it was the year of the Lord. He said he was going to give us double for our trouble. Either you want the double, you want the double he has for you, or you stay back in pity land. Keep waiting and waiting. When, remember when David went to war and he got all the spoils, he came back and spread it out and let everybody have a piece of it, even though they didn't fight. But it's a little bit different in this dispensation. There's a lot of folks that want to stay stupid. They want to stay depressed. They want to stay down and out because they speak it. But this Bible study will not stay there. We love you. I, I, anytime you want to call and say, pray with me for something, you have to discuss it. Me, I just don't go discuss it. What are we praying about? I want to know, even though God gives us a dis discerning spirit, that's one thing I need to talk about to you all. God gives all of a spirit of discernment when 
you have the Spirit of God living in you. When you know you have the Spirit of God living in you, there is a gift of the Spirit. One of the gifts that God gives us is the spirit of discernment. That's to be able to discern what's right and wrong, bottom line. We have it naturally, and we have a spiritual gift that goes even deeper. You can look at a dog and tell it's a dog, but some of us can look at a dog and say, oh, that's a cute little, cute little animal. I'm breaking it down real basic for you all. Common sense is a natural given gift that God gives each and every one of us, but you have to nurture that gift and move forward with that gift and don't sit, sit in one spot and don't do anything with it. You don't just let things pass over you and not carry. This is why the word of God tells us our people perish. People perish for the lack of knowledge. A lot of us don't want to see the reality. This is a new world. The old church way ain't no more. If you got a church still doing it the old way, they're going to left, be, be left behind because there's new technical way. There's new technical things now. And w with the spirit that God gives us, we be, we can discern whether or not it's right or wrong. I have been watching some of the things on the Internet. Yes, on the Internet. I see some of the preachers are teaching true Bible. Some of them are teaching what they think the Bible means. So that's why I encourage you all to get that word of God and read it daily. Read it daily and see exactly exactly what, what is happening. When we started out this study, the first thing God said to Joshua after Joshua had defeated uh, and gone and took the people into the promised land. And after they got over uh, Moses, the, the 40 days, God said they could uh, mourn for uh, Moses. He told me, get up move forward Moses is there and then he then he said to Joshua to say to the people this is the kind of people God want us to be he want us to be strong encouraged and not afraid that's what we learned earlier I think it was latter part of February no March when we first started back on this Bible study God wants us to be uh, strong encouraged and not afraid and that was the challenge now now when we walked into Nehemiah I want us to, as I'm saying, this is an awesome book, and it really can apply to your life if you know how to apply the Word of God to your life. It, I have taken this on since 1996, and I have I see everything God has done in the book of Nehemiah. I can apply it to my life. I'm not from Arizona. I originally came from North Carolina in a family of 14 children, 14 strong children, very strong-willed children. That's who my mother and father raised because my mother and father raised them with a Bible base, a true Bible base, not that fakey stuff. Even down to our surroundings and our parents, they always preach true word of God and gave us examples for word of God. And so some of you all, when I speak to you, you know how I talk to you. I don't play with it. I just tell you like it, like it is. But that's what, how God wants us to be in order for to, us to succeed. He wants us to have a prosperous life, to get up, do something. And, and uh, after we welcome the spirit of God in us, the Spirit of God is our comforter. Remember, Jesus said he was going to go back to the Father and ask the Father to send us another another comforter. And that other comforter is the Holy Spirit that when we believe what Jesus said, that Holy Spirit lives in us. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
Okay. All right. All right. So we're, we're going to go forward. And uh, today I'm just asking if you all will please speak up a little bit when, when we're uh, talking because everything's recording. Like I said, I wanted to come hear your voice on the recording. And um, we're down to Nehemiah 5. And we know in, in, in 4, what was happening in, in 4, uh, First of all, back up, you know, Nehemiah was a cupbearer. You can relate to that life, to uh, the life of a cupbearer. What is your position in life? What is your calling that God wants you to do? Are you doing anything or you still don't know? If you still don't know, you need to go back and accept Jesus Christ. And that way the Spirit of God can live in you. Because there's no way the Spirit of God is living in you and you don't know your call. And I, I have the authority to say that. Because I said, God gives me that discernment to see if you don't know what he wants you to do, you're not relying on, on the spirit of, spirit of God that lives in you. The spirit of God is, you say, yes, I've accepted the spirit of God. He's living in me, but he's not talking to me. That means he's grieved over the fact that you don't care. You're not taking time to read. You're not nourishing yourself with the word of God. So he's just dormant in your life. He's not saying anything. The Spirit of God is available to give you understanding for anything. Anything that you read, you don't understand it. You ask God, he'll give you the understanding. That's what the Word of God tells us. If we forget it, when the situation comes up, I can put my life on it, that it will come back. If it was ever in you, it'll come back to your remembrance. Because that's how the God I know works. And that's how he wants to work in each and every one of us so we can get through. We want to not, again, say not be left behind. As we go through Nehemiah 5, 6, and 7, we're going to see some strange things happening. And we're, I'm going to skip over the lot, but I'm going to ask you all to get your Bibles, turn to Nehemiah 5, and we're going to get started. This one is about when Nehemiah was helping the poor. But get before that, you know, that he got favor. Last week we learned about that. Nehemiah got favor with the king. He prayed Ask God to give him favor. God will do that with us, you all. Every time when you ask him for favor with him and man, God will do it. Uh, so Nehemiah asked favor from the king because he had heard that the walls were still down and broken. They had been out of bondage over 60 years and everything was land, land in waste. Can you imagine that? Everything's still in waste. Sometimes that's how our life is. We, we, we can be been out of us. Uh, school for just high school or uh, even if we didn't go to high school we could be out of uh childhood into 21 years old uh 18 years old when we get out of childhood we god holds us accountable for our own wills and our own ways after 18 when we start turn 18 years old yes some of our parents hold on to it but they're doing a disjustice to us and so we, we just go on through our life believing I can always rely on my parents, but not rely on God to tell us anything. So Nehemiah had heard what was happening back at home, that the walls and everything was still bro broken down, and that made him grieve. He got sad about that. And, and to me, I've gotten sad over the fact there are so many people that have said to me they love God, but they have a useless, depressed uh, non-conscious life. That that bothers me. And so when the Lord called me in to teach, my job is to teach his word. I'm going to teach his word. I, I, you all heard me say, I'm going to teach his word so I can't talk anymore. I'm going to always teach and I'm going to teach him what the word of God, the true word of God, what the Holy Bible says in some of the version, versions. And I'll translate it the way the Holy Spirit tells me to translate it to you so that you can pick it up and run with it. 
to have a successful life. Stop allowing all these crazy demons to beat on you. These demons talk to us, you all. That's the reality that I want to get through to everyone. They talk to us, and we just just shove it off like it's nothing. You have the power. You have the choice to say, uh-uh, not me. You go play somewhere else. I, I don't allow, allow stupid things to come play in my household. When I say my household, household, like, like Joshua said, well, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Vera Glass, Vera Bryant Glass says, for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. And anybody, in the natural, anybody that comes in this door, in my doors that I have a front door, I have a garage door, and I have a patio, back patio door. We're serving the Lord in this house. If you want to do stupid stuff, you do it outside on your own property, but not in my house. We don't play music. We don't do smoking. We don't do gambling, none of that stuff. Excuse me. This is a moral standard household. And this is how God wants each and every one of us to live. So when Nehemiah went back there, we learned last week when went went but he surveyed everything first. He went around and looked all the all the gates was broken down, the water gate, the dung gate. All, all of the different gates were all broken down. And then the people's homes were broken down. They, they were living in rubbish. You all seen a house that uh, has been torn, uh, torn down or condemned and torn down. You've seen houses that's burned down. The people don't normally live uh, in that rubbish. They had a fire, I think it was last year. I can't quite remember. All last year. The fire that was ravaging Arizona in the northern part of Arizona and even California. Everybody saw the fires that was in California. Those people didn't stay in the fire zone. Some of them stayed there, but most of them got out and lived in, in a camp someplace. But they went back to rebuild. They took, they took, moved all the old rubbish and rebuild. But this thing here, these people was uh, too depressed. Two down and out that didn't know the word of God. So they, they wasn't encouraged at all. So they just lived there. So what Nehemiah did, he went back with favor and at first he surveyed. Then he got all the leaders together and, and told them, we read that you all. He said, look at here, everything's in rubbish. This is not what God wants for us. We can do better. So he encouraged them with the word of God, encouraged them to get up and start doing something. And every see, it had gotten so that first of all, Different people decided to rebuild certain gates. And we well, I don't want to go through all that because we learned that last week. And I've asked you all to read the book of Nehemiah. Learned about some of the people that took their family or men or servants or whatever. And they was in charge of rebuilding, rehanging some of the gates, the different gates. And then after that, when they started rebuilding everything, there, there were some other little issues to come up. And see, this is where we're at Nehemiah 5. But as this was happening, I said, uh, I think it's the beginning of Nehemiah found that now the men and their wives raise a great outcry against the fellow Jews. That's verse one. It said, some were saying, we are our, we and our sons and daughters are numerous. In order for us to eat and stay alive, we must get grain. What was happening, they were in the process of rebuilding their walls and the houses. They could not go out and do any farming anymore. So being that they couldn't do any farming, uh, some of them said, now down to verse 3, others were saying, we are mortgaging our fields and our vineyards and our homes to get grain during the famine. That's what was happening. There was a famine in the land because everything was broken down. So they were trying to rebuild it. And uh, while they were building, they had to have food to eat. They had a choice. Do we do our farm? Or do we uh, 
rebuild the walls for protection, get our get our house in order, do we do that? What do we do? So while they were doing that, they was ended up having to sell sell their own sons and daughters, mortgage their lands. But guess who they were mortgaging to? Can anybody tell me? Their own people. Their own people. If you ever had a situation that like relate to it while we're talking about this, and I want someone to give me, if you're bold enough to give me a testimony. Down to verse 4, it says, Still others were saying, We have had to borrow money to pay the king's tax, tax on our fields and vineyards. Although we are the same flesh and... I'm sorry, who? Thank you. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you. Jesse, we are on Nehemiah 5. Okay. Nehemiah 5. That's where we're at. Uh, Nehemiah 5, and I think I'm on verse 5 now. It said, although we are the same flesh and blood as our fellow Jews, and though our children are as good as theirs, yet we have to subject our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters have already been enslaved, but we powerless. We are powerless because our fields and our vineyards belong to others. They were trying to rebuild the broken down walls, rebuild their home, and they couldn't go out and work and and get food to eat. So this was happening. So down to six, Nehemiah got a little bit upset. He said, "When I heard the outcry." And these charges, I was very angry. In other words, in modern day term, he was pissed off. I get upset sometimes to see what God can do for us, but we don't take no effort to walk in his authority and allow him to do things for us. We just want to stay in the pity zone. We always got to go knock on the white man's door and say, give me a, give me a, a piece of bread to eat. We're there, y'all. I know it. We are there. We are there. We always have to do that because we don't get up and allow the different gifts God and talents God has given us to be able to do more multitask. We can do multitask. You can clean your house and go to work. It ain't gonna hurt you. When you when you, you get your routine, keep a clean house, you won't be stressed out all the time. And 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 me sitting in a wheelchair, yeah. I, I I, I could get upset. You all have two feet, two arms, and everything moving perfectly. Your mind, you, you allow yourself depressed, but you, I can, if I can get up, not able to move like I used to and clean my house, you all can do it. I'm off the subject a little bit, but I have to throw that in to get you to know where I'm at here. Now down to verse, uh, let's see. You are charging that Nehemiah was, was very angry. He said, I pondered them in my mind. Then accuse the nobles and officials. That's what he thought about it. He thought about it a little bit. Then he told them, you are charging your own people interest. So I called together a large meeting to deal with them and said, as far as possible, we brought back our fellow Jews who were sold to Gentiles. They're, they're talking. About, we brought back the fellow Jews who were sold to Gentiles. Now you are selling your own people only for them to be sold back to us. They kept quiet because they couldn't find anything to say. Read it again, you all, yourself in your word, what he's saying here. That the, 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 sure can. Yes, go ahead. Sure, sure. That's right. 
Say it again, please. That is profound, you all. Put that in your chow and chew on it, what she's saying. We can see a lot of times our old people do stuff, even family, do stuff to us and we just swallow and keep on going. These people were in, in a situation where the old people was mortgage, giving, like, giving, loaning the money to pay their bills. And in this day and time, we might have our old people loaning us money to pay, uh, to, uh, pay our mortgage and do, through this COVID time when a lot of us weren't working. We were down and out. We asked people for money. And then because we couldn't pay the money, don't I know this? And like a lot of us were, did that rent thing. And we were living off high on the hog. What the government do last year, paid women that had children. Even men that had children gave them an allotted amount of money every month for each child. And some women had six or seven children. Think about all that money. But instead of them taking the money, putting it up so they could use it later, what they do by wigs and fingernails. Wigs and fingernails. That's what they went out to buy. Most of them just... Sure. Sure, yes. All right, that's wonderful. Thank you all. Thank you for the comments. And I'm not going to try to, I'm trying not to throw too many comments in there, but my mom and daddy didn't have us around all of Our cousins would come visit, but we weren't endowed or included in a lot of stuff other people did because my mother and daddy had wisdom and they won't show nothing, no, no success. So why have your children around people that ain't doing nothing? That was our mentality. Anyway, let's go ahead on. Uh, down to verse nine, he says, so I continue. What are you doing? It's not what you're doing is not right. That's what he said to him. What you're doing is not right. What they did in that situation, Patricia, that wasn't right. He said, should you walk in fear of our God to avoid the reproach of a Gentile's enemy? Should we be afraid? God always told you, he said, he said, we, he don't want us to be afraid. God does not give us a spirit of fear. If you got one, it's from somebody else. The devil is not from God. So don't make yourself stupid. Believe God gave you that. All right, he said, uh -huh. okay, all right, praise, praise God. 10, it says, and my, and my brothers 
and my men are also lending people money and grain. He said he was lending people money and grain just for them to survive. But let us stop charging interest. Give give back to them immediately their fields, their vineyards, their olive groves, and the houses. Also, the interest you are charging them, 1% of the money. Grain, new wine, and olive oil. This, this is what was happening then. Down to verse 12, he said, they said, we will give it back. They said, and we will not demand anything more from them. We will do as you say. We can bring it up into dispensation. When you catch a man in fault doing you wrong, you're supposed to stand up and speak back. You're not supposed to choke up and just say, well, God will take care of it. Yes, he's going to take care of it, but through you. He gives us the ability to not be dumb. He gives us the ability to speak up. He wants us to be bold. When the Spirit of God is living in you, you are very bold. Very bold in what you say. You are, I can say, godly bold. You are godly bold in what you say. You just don't let people dump stuff on you. Down to verse, uh, I jumped down to 17 to skip some all of that. If you all want to read. Is Quentin on the line yet? Yes, ma'am. Read 17 and 18 for me. Okay, now, thank you. Thank you for reading that. Nehemiah was, was in a position that he had the right to charge the people taxes also. Uh, now, the, the taxes that the people paid was eventually paid and it went back to uh, the king that Nehemiah came from. And Nehemiah could have collected taxes from him, but instead he didn't collect the tax. He did this out of his own money. He was helping the people, and he said daily, each day, one of his oxes and six sheep and some poultry was prepared for me. That was just for me. Can you think one man would do all of it? Can eat all of that? No, he shared it with others. And every 10 days, there's an abundant supply of wine. He was getting a lot of wine and all kinds of stuff was coming to him. But he chose not to just, uh, like, what is it when you just stick it up someplace? He chose, he chose to share it. My mother was a sharer. And if you all, I, I've said it over and over and I'll continue to say it because I, I love what my mother did. My mother had like an open door. People would give to her in abundance and she would give it to other people in abundance. It came in and it went out, but she kept enough for her household. It came in and went out. And my daddy, the income that my daddy did, it came in and it went out on his children or, what, or whatever how it was. But this is the kind of life that, Nehemiah had to live. And so Nehemiah uh, went on down in verse 29 and said, Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people. And that's not being arrogant. I was sitting here the other day and I, I heard this little 
little thing in my head. The Lord said, it's okay to toot your old horn. I don't know if anybody knows. I, I think I stuck it on Facebook. Cause some things I stick on Facebook that pops in my head. That's an old saying. It's okay to brag about yourself and then toot your own horn. Sometimes I have to toot my own horn because I know what I've done way, way back up until today. I know the things that I've help people and I don't brag on it. I don't have to tell other people about it. But sometimes I took my own horn to myself just to encourage myself that even though I'm in a partially incapacitated state right now, I'm not going to lay down and allow nobody to run over me. I'm not going to do that because the spirit of God lives in me. And as long as the spirit of God lives in me, that spirit of, of, of depression is not in me. We have a choice as to what they want to do. And when we look at this, and I want us to take this this whole book and apply it to our life. Now, when we got go down on to the next next book, it is really um it talks, I think it's chapter seven, maybe chapter eight. It talks a lot about uh what what was happening back then. Um uh, it's it's it starts to talk about all the different people that came home that that uh came home from exile and list and it might be good reading you might want to see all the different people uh that came uh back out of exile and the conditions that we enlisted the families and patricia this can almost apply to what you just said when we look at our families and look at what the families are doing this is what uh nehemiah 8 is talking about all the different people come out, come back. What were they doing? If you look at a family and you see they're doing the same thing, there's fighting among the group. I, I, I'm going to share a little bit of, even about the Bryant family. The Bryant family originated with uh, Joseph Bryant. Joseph Bryant came from Raleigh, North Carolina, and we don't know very much about his family because he came to Goldsboro to get away from the family. I do know that. That's in the history. And that's from uh, my, as a 92-year-old cousin uh, from my grandmother's uh, nephew that told us how it was back then. He didn't share a whole lot. But my grandfather, my daddy's daddy was a hard worker. He worked and he educated. He made sure that all his men and all his women in his, in his family were educated. They did something in the community. They worked hard. Now he was uh he was a farmer and plus he worked at the school. They say I think the history says he was a boilermaker. At one time he was a little teacher at the school or, or whatever. But he produced men. My my father was a carpenter. He was a World War II vet with the history. His his sisters, uh one of the sisters was the first black technical nurse that went into the operating room when the operator on black first people, she had to touch the black people. The white doctors would not touch them. She touched them. She's the one that touched them. Not no white doctors. We grew up in a generation where the white doctors would not touch a black person. When they had babies, the midwives had to go in and have the babies. I wasn't born in no hospital. Half of my family wasn't born. And I think the first four or five of us were born in no hospital. Maybe later on down the road, as the time changed, we were born in no hospital. What were, we were not, they were born in hospital, but they still had midwives, black women that went in and delivered the babies. Remember that, that was back in the Bible also. 
when they, when they were in Israel, they had women that would come in and and deliver the babies, and they were being born so fast. That's that's when the king said, told them to kill kill off some of the babies. They refused to kill them. Oh no! Remember that 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 was the situation. Read your Bible, know your history, you all. History is repeating itself. We have to open our eyes and see what's going on around us. Really see what's going on around us. Now I I want to jump a little bit. I, I want to talk about that one 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 thing that I talked about you all was that discerning spirit. That's what God wants us to be in order for us to be prosperous. Let's see now. Did I go back? I didn't go all the way all the way back. I think I skipped some things. Um, y'all forgive me. Go 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 back to chapter six a little bit. You know, after he did started rebuilding everything, got it all together. And we can think about this in our lives. We, we, we're coming out. We're trying to do something different, rebuild what maybe we have lost, uh, go back to school, get some education. We're not going to stay in school forever, but we go back to school, get some education, upgrade ourselves. Get a, If you're not satisfied on the job, I'm hearing it so much time, quit the job and find you something else. But have some common sense, find you another job first before you quit, okay? Uh, after he had completed the wall, uh, we're down to, I think it's six, might be seven. I don't know. Look at that. It said, when all the enemies had heard about this and all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they had, this work had been done. Let me read it again. When all our enemies, this is Nehemiah speaking, when all our enemies about heard about this and all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their confidence, because they realized that this work had been done with the help of God. When we go ahead and do what we're, take that boldness and do what we're supposed to do, when people look at you and they say, well, how did they do that? And you speak, God did it. With the help of God, I was able to do this. 17, it said, also in those days, uh, the nobles of Judah were sending many letters to Dubai, letters to Tobiah, and replies from Tobias coming to them. In other words, they started talking, gossiping, and sending le le letters or texts. They were sending texts. That's what they do to us. Don't they text us to them? And say, for many in Judah were under oath to, to him since he to Tobias. That remember Tobias and what was the other guy? The huh? Oh, no. It started with an S. No, no. Uh, uh. It, it... Shamba. Yeah. And Tobiah and Gershom was other. Anyway, these two old guys, that was in the video, you all. The, these two old guys, they, they were still trying to create mess. Anyway, for many in Judah were under oath to him, since he was a son of Zacchaeus, son of Arad. And uh, Johanna had married the daughter of Mishan, a bunch of stuff. Moreover, they kept reporting to me his good deeds and telling him what I said. And Tobias sent letters to intimidate me. Bottom line, this is going on. That was it. Tobias started sending letters to uh, 
uh, Nehemiah and said, uh, you know, this is what I did. And all the friends that were devoted to him was, was in Echo 2, sending Texas, Texas over to Nehemiah saying, this is what he did. He's a good man. He's a good man. But they they were sending letters to Nehemiah trying to get Nehemiah afraid. They were, Tobias even also said and going on uh, that Nehemiah was trying to overthrow the government. Sometimes we got these stupid people in our family just because we're trying to do something different or recover some things that we lost. But why are you doing that? You're trying to take it all for yourself? You're trying to go against the law? Haven't we heard some of this stuff, you all? This is why we have to have a discerning spirit so that when they come up to you, you already know what they're planning. That's why I said all of this to the bottom line. When people come up to you, when you have the spirit of God in you, you know they're lying. You don't take all that stuff as true. You know they're already lying. And you don't have to, you don't have to front them with it. You just got to have some common sense and allow the spirit of God to tell you what to do next. Now, I, I, these names sometimes gets kind of hard. It said, now, Jerusalem, my brother, Hananiah, along with Hananiah, the commander of the citadel, because he was a man of integrity, 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 and feared God more than most do, I said to him, the gates of Jerusalem are not to be opened until the sun is hot. While the gatekeepers are still on duty, have them shut the doors and bar them and appoint residents of Jerusalem to guard them, some at their posts and some near their own houses. See, there was still stuff that was happening, you all. But then it got the good old man of God, this good old preacher, that come in and want to override him and tell him to open the gates. Everything wasn't finished yet. When you're trying to do something successful for God, there's always going to be somebody that's going to throw a rock in it. When you have that discerning spirit, the spirit of God will let you know for what they're doing. You don't even have to read a paper sometimes or get a letter from your uncle. A letter from your auntie, a letter from your sister-in-law. You don't have to get that. The Spirit of God will tell you. I'm not going into any details, but I, I, I do believe God will tell you. And I know only from, from fact that he will tell you. Uh, I, I don't want to get too far off because I want you all to read the word and get an understanding. Get a true understanding of what God uh, wants in our life and uh, how he wants us to have some sense of value. Know that the Spirit of God lives within you. When the Spirit of God lives within you, He will give you godly wisdom. He will give you ideals. He'll give you the right decisions to make. Our, our flesh is hard-headed. Because we're flesh. All of us are flesh. We've got a natural side. No matter what we do, that flesh won't pop out. But be at, be at a standard where you know how to control your flesh. You don't always have to go to some psychiatrist to tell you, oh, this is what you need to do. Because the psychiatrist is the man's version. When you go to the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that lives within you, he will give you the truth. The Spirit of God's other name is truth. He's the Spirit of truth. Read your Bible. It'll tell you who he is. He won't lie to you. He'll tell you the truth. But sometimes we can't stand to hear the truth. We get out. We we rather have what they call it, each itch and ear. We rather hear 
the mama that the preacher says, I, no disrespect to no preachers, but I'm saying sometimes we rather hear what somebody else is hearing instead of hearing exactly what God is saying. Remember when Moses went up on the mountain? I think it was Moses, whoever that was. Yeah, Moses went up on the mountain to get the, before he went on to the mountain, he took, God told him to have the people wash their clothes. They were in the desert then, in, 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 the, in the desert. He told them to wash their clothes and come before me. I want to speak to them. They did that. They all got down there waiting for God. To, but God came with a loud voice, a rumbling noise, a boom, 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 rumbling noise. And the people got scared. Oh, no, 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 no. He talks too loud. I don't want to hear what that guy said. You speak to him. You let him talk to you. And then you tell us what he said. They still disobey. And we do this even today. We rather listen to what somebody else is saying to us than we're doing instead of what the spirit of God that's living right in our heart is saying to us. My mother them used to say, it's like a, 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 a auction in your belly. It's the knownness that's in your belly, but it actually comes out of your heart, but you can feel it in your belly. Sometimes you feel, well, this ain't right. This don't feel safe. You best go with what your what your mind is, what, what, what your heart is saying. If you got the spirit of God living instead of what your head, because Satan can always throw stuff in your head. Throw them, uh, what they call those snake eggs, right, Adel? Throw those snake eggs in your head. And we just go and crack them open and run with them. I don't want to be hard on anyone, but I want us to wake up. God has a purpose and plan for each and every one of our life. We have had the last few years of destruction, and now we're getting back. We're going back. We're rebuilding our lives. We're restoring our lives. But in order to be able to restore it correctly, we're going to have to have wisdom and guidance from God to be able to live these. I, I don't know how much longer I have to live, but the few days I do have living, I'm going to make sure that somebody can remember me and say, every time you turn around, she was talking about God. God can do it. God can do it. That's one thing that I want you all to remember me by, because I know God can do it. I've seen him do it too many times. I've seen him with, with broken hearts. We, we, Our family just recently had two broken hearts during the month of February, but not one of us is down and out, depressed and stupid. God did us. God comforts us. He comforts us. He tells us everybody has a season. When that season is over, it's time for your season isn't over yet. So are you going to lay down there and die? Are you going to get up and go ahead and do something and go ahead and finish out your work? And that's where I want us to be. Uh, I'm, I'm about tired of talking, but I'm going to throw this in there a little bit. He gives us tools, y'all. And one of the greatest tools that he had recently given us is the book when he gave us the crabs in the basket mentality. I, I, I look at things wrong. We look at people that we're around that are doing the same old stuff. And that makes you uncomfortable by doing the same old stuff. It's time to get up and move out of the way, to get up and move forward. With By listening to this Bible study, or joining in on this Bible study, I encourage you to read of God, read the word of God so that you can move forward. Nehemiah saw the people depressed, didn't want to do nothing after 60 years from coming out of bondage. That's a long time, y'all. That's some of our lifetime. They come out of bondage and they still ain't, they're just living in the same old broken down houses, the same old broken down mess, the same old garbage. They had gotten to the point that they couldn't even feed themselves. They had land, didn't do anything with the land. 
the only land I have is a little old bit by the backyard. And I'm asking God, hurry up and give me the strength. Spring is here. I need to go out there and plant my garden. Ain't nobody else going to do it. Don't nobody else have the same interests I have. Same thing with you all. Nobody has the same interests you have. You either do it yourself or you stay there depressed. But if you stay there depressed, you're going to get left behind because this group is moving forward. This group is going forward. We're going to do some new things. And when we get those new things, we're going to be able to share. We're going to be able to share with others, give others what God has given to us, a portion of what God has given to us. We're going to have, be able to feed others, find clothes and give clothes to others that's sitting down. But we're not going to be so stupid that we're going to stay down there with them, stay poor and distracted. We're going to do what God said for us to do. Be prosperous. Be wealthy healthy and wise healthy wealthy and wise my mother taught me that healthy wealthy and wise godly wise and you won't be defeated and we're, we're going to end uh, i know it's been short but i want you all to open up and give me uh some testimonies let's let's not go long-winded you all just an encouraging testimony even if you're in a situation we will pray we will definitely be praying. There is some situations that I've been aware of. Some people have told me about, and I'm praying, but I'm going to pray the right thing. And hopefully by you all being on the line, you have learned how to pray right. Not no mammy payment prayers. We, 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 it's time up for this stuff that's playing. This is, our country is in a war are getting ready to go to the war. There's another country over there now in the war. I, I've lived through Vietnam War. I know how it was. I know what the women was doing when no, no, a Vietnam War. They were having babies and playing. Some of us, when, when a lot of the men went over, some women too, but a lot of them went over there to uh, the other country and they lost their lives. And some of the children are the results of that. And some of those children are totally lost because the women were lost. You have a few remnant that understand how to live godly, how to live holy, and to have their children live a holy life. You, bottom line, you can look at it. We're not stupid. Look at people's lives. Look at them. If they ain't doing nothing, they ain't got God in their life, you all. Please, come on, understand what I'm saying. If you see a person, see a family, a situation where they ain't doing nothing, they're depressed, and every time they, they run over, they got to run to the welfare office, what they used to call it. I don't know what they call it now. They're not doing nothing for themselves. They're not trying. That's not living in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, that's not the way it is. In the kingdom of God, we have fit, we, we have peace. Yeah, we're going to have trials, but we know with every trial we go through, every war we go through, we know the end. We got victory. God gives us victory in the kingdom of God. Simone, somebody give me a comment, testimony, anything. And we're going to end. So, uh, so no one has a testimony. Praise God. Praise God. I, I, I'm happy for that. 
everyone. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? That's, that's peace in our lives. Total peace in our lives when we're able to do that. And for all of you all that uh, spoke up and all of you all that has the silent things you're saying in your heart, I pray that God gives you the boldness to know that each and every one has been healed, free, and delivered. And I, I play this song to encourage you to go to YouTube and pick it up. Uh, let's just listen to it a second. Father God, we come touch and agree this evening. I thank you, Lord, for all the ones that are able to join us on the prayer line this evening, Father God. I ask, Father, that you touch each each one represented today, touch their household, touch their mind, Father God. Go into the household and show them that there is peace, peace and joy, peace and joy that's waiting for them, Father God. Thank you for the healing in each and everyone's body. All the aches and pains uh, go away, Father God. We, we, Jesus already paid the price. And Father God, we ask for wisdom as to how to eat naturally, eat natural foods, get the necessary vitamins that we need, Father God. Father God, for areas that there is a drought, Father God, we, allow, we ask you to send your fresh rain a fresh rain to renew our spirit, Father God. And Father God, and open the doors. Father, most of all, we ask you to open our eyes that are closed. Open our eyes of our hearts so that we can see that who's with us is greater than those out there in the world. For you are there, Father. They said, once we receive Jesus, you are there with us. We said, when two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. And we thank you for being in the midst, Father God. All of those that's on projects, Father God, we ask you to give them favor, give them success in their life, Father God. Give them healing. Give them favor with the job, Father God. Let them create new businesses, Father God. I, I, I just ask that today. Father God, those that's trying to get a new car, give them uh, the ability, give them favor with the bankers to give them, get a new car, Father God. Father, I just ask, thank, we just say thank you. We just thank you. I, this, by most of all, I can say just thank you for allowing us to come together and comfort each other, knowing that you are in the midst with us. And as we leave and we walk away, Father God, I pray that each one were able to pick up something they can, they can put in their claw and chew on it for this week. First of all, knowing that you want us to be strong. You want us to be favored. You want us to be not afraid, and we accept that, Father, that we're not afraid. We we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You all, thank you for being available this evening.